Hey, Ryan, how do I get project-based learning started at my school? I've gotten some form of this question nearly every day for the last decade from engaged educators just like you. So at Magnify Learning, we've created a free download to get you started. Whether you're a superintendent, principal, coach, or teacher, go to whatispbl.com to get started on your project-based learning journey today. Are you ready to bring project-based learning to your school? The PBL Simplified Podcast will help equip you for your PBL journey with weekly need-to-knows, engaging interviews, PBL showcases from facilitators in the classroom, and PBL leadership episodes to move you towards a successful implementation of PBL. Because every learner deserves to be a part of an inspiring story, and we see daily that project-based learning helps make this happen. If you want me to answer your PBL need-to-know on the podcast, visit whatispbl.com and click on Ask Ryan to submit your question. Welcome to the PBL Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stoyer, and this is a PBL Leadership episode. The last two PBL Leadership episodes have been on PBL research. We all want to know the research. They show me the numbers, and we have them now. Like Lucas Foundation has published these randomized studies. If you want to look at that research or you want to get somebody else on board, research is a great place to start. So you can go back to the last two Leadership episodes to see that. Today, we're going to be talking about increasing your PBL knowledge. I've got a document that we will put into the show notes called Strategies for Supporting PBL in Your School or District. The question we get most often that, you know, kind of that larger current of question is how do I bring PBL to my school or to my district? Because we know we don't want it to be a flash in the pan. We don't want it to be something that goes for a year or two and then dies out. Like we want to do this well. Like we're chasing after our why, and we're trying to service our our learners well. So how do we bring this to our school and district in a way that it will be sustainable and that our teachers will be engaged in it and want to chase after it? So that's what we're looking at. So right now we're in building PBL knowledge. That's going to be the main portion of our episode today. But before we jump into that, let's get to today's need to know. Today's need to know is, Ryan, you talk about real world problems all the time. Does your PBL unit have to revolve around a real-world problem? We get this often, and it's kind of a sticking point for us at Magnify Learning. We do think it needs to be a real-world problem. We want you to bring authenticity to your classroom. So if you go through a PBL Jumpstart or an Advanced or when you're going through certification, we are going to be talking about real-world problems that are solved because the authenticity turns apathy into aspirations. The authenticity is what raises the engagement level. And once the engagement level is up, then we can get into the rigor that we want to bring our learners to. The authenticity of a PBL unit brings all the different contexts. And if you look at the research, and you've been following along in the last couple of PBL episodes, PBL leadership episodes, the reason that you don't want to skill and drill these learners that are behind in math and language arts is because they're not getting the context to their learning and they're falling farther behind and they're not able to have these extra handholds. So the authenticity that might come from a community partner or solving a real world problem is actually kind of what gives them those extra handholds to pin their learning to. So then when you're bringing in the skills and maybe you are drilling in math or even in language arts, it needs to be in a context of some kind so that we can attach our learning to it, right? Like when we talk about learning, like what is learning? It's taking what we do know and attaching new learning to that. You can't just bring in new learning. You need something to attach it to. And if we have 
context from a real world problem, we have engagement, and there are a lot of different things you can attach the new learning to. And you also have a lot of motivations for the learning. You know, some learners might be learning to learn, right? Maybe they do need that grade. But for a lot of our learners, the grade doesn't really matter, or they've got a base level that they need to hit. If I hit all C's and I'm good, I can be on the track team or the football team or the basketball team, and I'm fine. So I'll just hit that. Uh, but some of our learners, a lot of our learners, especially those, those struggling ones that we're trying to reach, are going to hit on the impact, the why of a PBL unit. And that really comes from the engagement piece. Same thing for our high learners. I, I kind of said our struggling learners that maybe don't do school so well, but those that really know how to get points and know how to do school well, they're really good at putting the highlighted word into the blank and turning in to get points. Those learners definitely need context because they're just getting points, which doesn't help at all when you get into the real world. Once you get out into the business world, nobody cares about points. They want to know how you can solve problems, work with others, think critically. So though those learners need it as well. So it's really the whole spectrum. People always say, where do you start with PBL? This is like a side need to know. Where do you start with PBL? Should I start in our, you know, our gate classes or our honors classes? And so, well, you should only bring PBL to learners that you want to be engaged. And you're right. And then you let it drop for a second. It's like, well, I want all of them to be engaged. That's right. They all need real world work to be doing because there's engagement there, but you also get to hit the employability skills that you wouldn't hit otherwise. So that's the need to know. It's also kind of a soapbox that I like to get on as well. So, but it does, it does come up each and every time you do a workshop and it's a need to know that came up here. So does it need to be a real world problem? Yeah, I I really think it does because you want that engagement so you can get to the rigor so that we're really preparing our learners with the skills and the knowledge that they need. So let's jump into our main topic for the day, which is building PBL knowledge. And remember, this is a part of a larger series called Strategies for Supporting PBL in Your School or District. So we started with research. Now we're going to talk about building PBL knowledge. And we're going to continue through a whole series. Next week will be design days. How do you make your 30,000 foot design for your school or your district? And that's, again, about sustainability of the work. I don't want you to bring a couple of resources from project-based learning to your staff, say, do these things, and then it fizzles. So what's the bigger picture? And what we need you to do as a leader is to have some some knowledge around project-based learning. So how do you start that? Well, you've already done that, right? You started that. So like one of the things we suggest is find a, a podcast like PPL Simplified. You're listening and just listening gives you some, again, context, just like our learners. Learning for adults happens a lot like it does or should for our learners. So get the broader context of project-based learning. So this podcast can help. Um, There's some other podcasts out there as well that you can listen to if you want to listen broadly. The next thing that we recommend is that you read a PBL book. Find a book. You, you know, maybe it's an ebook for you. Maybe it's Audible. Maybe it's a print book. Uh, my book, PBL Simplified, comes out January 17th. You can pre-order it right now wherever books are sold. And that one's going to take you through six steps of project-based learning, taking PBL from idea to reality. And in there, leaders, there's two chapters specifically around implementation and leadership. So you'll want to make sure that you grab that book. There's a lot of good PBL books out there now, too. They haven't always been out there. Michael McDowell's got a great one, Rigor in PBL. Right? We, we all want to maintain rigor in our project-based learning. So you want to make sure that 
that's something you think about at the beginning. So his full title, Michael McDowell's full title is Rigorous PBL by Design. I'd highly recommend that one. Andrew Larson, if you haven't followed him on Twitter, you should do that as well. His book, Life as a Project, will be coming out soon as well. And that's another one that you'll want to pick up. So just start reading about project-based learning. Go to YouTube, put in PBL, put in project-based learning, and you're going to get some videos that come up. You know, some quick two, five-minute videos that you can start learning about. I've got a series out there, but the same name as the podcast, PBL Simplified. If you go to pblsimplified.com, you can sign up and you get three to five-minute videos on different aspects of project-based learning. One pops up in your inbox every week. You can, if it looks great, you watch it. If it doesn't, you say, "Mm, thanks, Ryan, I appreciate it, but I want to wait till next week. But you can get a whole series, 52 of them throughout the year, or you can go right to the Magnify Learning YouTube channel and cherry pick a few if you want. But when you start doing this, you start to build up your PBL knowledge, and not just your knowledge, but your questions. You start to ask the right questions, like, you know, where do the standards fit? Right? That'd be a great question. How do community partners tie in? And as you have these questions, if you've got resources lined up, you know where to go. Right. So if you look at the PBL Simplified series, those two ideas are specifically mentioned, like how do standards hit in a PBL unit? How do we bring community partners in? You can go in and find those exact videos around project-based learning, and you can bookmark those for your staff because you know that those need-to-knows are going to come up. So whoever your early followers are, have those things bookmarked. Be ready because they're going to have those questions. And you don't want to spoon feed them. You want it to be just like your your journey as well. But you've got a couple things that'll start getting them to ask questions. You can say, hey, watch this video and let me know what you think. Or read this book and let's do a book study. So start to build uh, your knowledge, but also kind of a reservoir of uh, research materials that you can send people to or you can support people with. There's a lot of blogs out there. In fact, in Magnify Learning, we've got a whole set of blogs. You put in Magnify Learning and blogs, you get a bunch of blogs that are written by teachers in the classroom or principals in the schoolroom. These are not written by me, right? They're written by facilitators that are currently in the classroom, full-time facilitators. So if you want to know about group work or group contracts, how does that work in the real world? You can find that out. If you want to say, you know, how do I do planning at the beginning of the year? We, there's a blog for that. If you want to hear about learning teams, you know, there's a blog for that written by a principal who's doing great work. So there's a lot of different ways that you can start to build knowledge. And really what you're doing there is you're probably teeing up more questions. So a great place to start might be just what questions do you have about project-based learning? If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've got some answers, but you also have some questions and then start to go answer some of those, just like you want your next group of teachers to do. And then at some point, you'll want to go visit a PBL school. This is where you've done some reading, you've done some listening and watching, you have a set of questions, and now those questions can really only be answered by seeing PBL in action. And you want to see PBL done well. So ask around, where in your network is a great PBL school to go visit? You can literally just ask that. You know, maybe email a few people you trust, go onto Twitter if that's where your PLN is at, your personal learning network. At Magnify Learning, we've got demonstration sites in Indianapolis, Columbus, Indiana, Neosho, Missouri, Babcock Ranch, Florida. We've got some great places we can send you where you can go and see project-based learning in action. And there's probably no better way to really get people on board. So we recommend if you if you go the school visit route is you know, bring some bring the stakeholders that most matter for you when you're looking at school change. 
So some of your teacher leaders, maybe some parents, maybe some board members, maybe some students, right? Bring bring those teacher leaders and also bring a few that maybe you know um, are a leader but aren't going to be on board. Let them come see it. And I like to say, ask, go find the student that doesn't look like they're paying attention and ask them a question. What are they doing? Because if you go to Columbus, Indiana, where our our high school demonstration site is, CSA New Tech, I love it. They, one, they have a beautiful space. Their school was designed with project-based learning in mind. And you go and find a learner who's in the Collaborador, these booths that are in their school. You say, what are, what are you doing exactly? Like you got headphones on, your computer's open, and, and they'll tell you exactly what they're doing, how it relates to their PBL unit, and what community partners involved in that process. And I'm just impressed every single time. And you can also go find an elementary school if if that's your area of expertise, or if you just want to be impressed by eight-year-olds, however you want to do that, it's always really impressive. So go find a place to visit. You just find a place that's close to you to get started and start to ask questions. After that, if you're if you're still moving forward and asking all the right questions with project-based learning, attend a workshop. We've got workshops. Uh, there's webinars all the time. If you go to whatispbl.com and hit Ask Ryan and say, hey, Ryan, do a webinar on this, I'd be happy to. Uh, but we've got three-day workshops. You can jump into a jump start and advanced. Uh, just go see it as a principal, as a leader. Go check this out. And we're going to have some things coming up specifically for you as principals where you can come and do some designing and some thinking with other principals just like you. So go find a place where you can get something a little more formal. And then as you do that, and we'll talk about this more in the next leadership episode coming up, is you're going to want to get more teachers involved in this. You're going to want to have a leadership team so that this is not just a top-down initiative where it's like your pet project and, hey, I went to a conference and PBL sounds great. I think we should all do it. They've probably heard that before. And even if it's not from you, from one of the leaders in their world, your teachers have heard this again and again. I'll never forget one of my mentors when I was in the classroom it was actually project-based learning came across and our principal did kind of just that. He said, who wants to do this? Or something along those lines, like we're all going to do this because it's so great. And he looks at me and he goes, I'm I'm going to wait this one out. And I was a new teacher, was maybe second year, I think. And I said, what do you mean wait it out? Like the principal says we have to do this. So we, I mean, we have to do it, right? So ah, if you wait three years, it'll kind of cycle through. So you can just kind of keep doing whatever you want to do. I was like, really? I didn't, I didn't know you could do that. And you shouldn't be able to do that. But that is kind of a norm in our world of education is that these things come by or principles cycle through. There's new initiatives. And teachers at some point, you just kind of get numb to this. So you want to build a teacher leadership team that is going to be able to build momentum at the grassroots level. And we're going to talk about that more in depth at the next PBL Leadership podcast episode. So that'll be in just a couple weeks and you'll want to make sure you tune in for that one as well because that'll be the next step in the process. So make sure you keep tuning in for this series. It's going to last a couple months yet, but what we're really doing is we're answering this larger need to know strategies for supporting PBL in your school or district. So you know PBL is the right thing to do. It fits your why. How do you do it sustainably? How do you do it so you don't burn out? As a leader, I don't want you to burn out. I don't want you to keep doing this work and and it's all on your shoulders. So you're working more hours, you're building engagement, you're doing all this work. We, we want you to have that double win where you're winning at work and at home. And part of that process is that 
you need to have others alongside of you that are fired up just like you. And your teachers want to be fired up. They want to follow your vision. You're the leader, so you can set that North Star vision, and then we can start to invite them into your processes so that they can start carrying that flag forward. And once you get that, it gets really, really exciting, actually. So that's really what you've been looking for as a leader, and we're getting there. So this step is to build your PBL knowledge, not because you need to have all the answers, but you do want to be able to point people in certain directions as they start to get curious and they start to come on board with your vision with project-based learning. So I want to thank you for tuning in to this PBL leadership episode. Today, we talked about building knowledge around project-based learning. The last two episodes previous to this were about research. So you can always go back to those and at least bookmark those. That might be part of the PBL knowledge you want to pass on to your leadership team that's coming up. Next week, we're actually going to talk about design days. I think I said core team, but that's in in four weeks. Next PBL leadership team will be design days. After that, we'll talk about a core team, about how you get your teachers involved. And you don't just launch this to the whole staff and have some people say no, and some people say, yeah, let's do it. And you start to get these this cross of emotions. But how can you start to create a grassroots swell of momentum? So keep tuning into these PBL leadership episodes. We are going to get you ready for this change movement, right? It's really about people change. Uh, It's more than just an instructional model. There's mindsets going on here and there's people that are involved, but it's all absolutely worth it as we saw in the research. And we've got a ton of anecdotal data that we'd love to share with you in, in the way of student stories. And thanks for tuning in today because you're concerned about engaging your learners, tackling boredom and transforming classrooms.